stumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five Working Dolly Parton. I'm going to send that one out to uh, Samson, who is up visiting family in Connecticut mm-hmm. and uh, probably the world's biggest Dolly Parton fan. And if you remember the movie Nine to Five, a big part of it was a little harassment in the workplace. David Merle is here from the John Price Law Firm. Let's talk about it, man. Well, you know, harassment like this, sexual harassment in the workplace, unfortunately happens to a lot of women, but it can also happen to men. It can be a man. You know, sexually harassing a woman, a woman sexually harassing a woman, a man sexually harassing a man. So it can go in any different direction. But unfortunately, it you know, the overwhelming majority seems to be women being sexually harassed by men. And, you know, when this occurs, a lot of people say, what should I do? And primarily, I think there are two things to do. Number one, let the harasser know you are not interested in their, you know, overt uh, propositions to have an affair or have sex and report the harassment to your employer. And the employer should have a handbook or a guidebook that will explain, you know, how to go about reporting that, I who to report I, it to. I would imagine a lot of companies are probably updating theirs right about yeah, now. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, um, you know, if if your company doesn't have a written policy then report it to the harasser's supervisor, someone who has authority over that person. What if there is no authority over that person? Like you look at the Harvey Weinstein case, for example. Yeah, who's I his mean, boss? He's, he's right. the, he owns it. He's the boss. I mean, you know, who do you go to if you're being harassed by the top level? Well, in that situation, you know, you're in a very difficult position, obviously, because if it's the top person in the company you have no other recourse you don't have anyone else to ask for help however you still could go to hr yeah you could go to hr um you know but sometimes that may not be you know helpful but you can report sexual harassment to the equal employment opportunity commission or in south carolina we have a state uh division it's called the human affairs commission and you can contact them file a, a claim of harassment and seek help in that regard, but that's going outside of the company. But that's unfortunately the only recourse you'd have in that situation. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, a couple of types here, the uh, quid pro quo. This is uh, a really dicey one, basically. Hey, you know, I could get you that part in that movie, or, oh, you know, you probably could get that race coming up just in time for the holidays, but uh, you know what you got to do. Right. Uh, two types of sexual harassment, one being quid pro quo, which is Latin for something for something. And, and essentially it means where a term or condition of employment is based on, you know, granting a sexual favor to someone or where you're being punished for refusing to grant a sexual favor. And in that type of case, you got to prove five elements, essentially. You've got to be, in, you know, working for an employer that has 15 or more 
uh, employees. Uh, you have to be subjected to unwelcome sexual harassment. It's got to be based on sex, you know, an interest in having sex. It's got to affect your job. And the employer either has to know or should have known that it's occurring. And, again, that's where you need to report it. However, though, the law does say if you're being harassed by a supervisor, then the employer is automatically on notice that it's occurring because the supervisor is different from a coworker. They have power. They have authority over the victim. And so the law does, uh, you know, grant some Kind of combines there. that into mm-hmm. that one step. It's already kind of already there. That's right. If that's the uh, case. And then uh, hostile work environment is another one that we hear a lot about. Right. Hostile work environment is, is not where, you know, you're overtly trying to press someone into a sexual relationship. That's where just the overall environment at the job has become toxic. And, you know, there's too much overt you know, sexual discussions or sometimes even uh, exposing, you know, uh, yourself to someone. Um, And that's just where you've got this sort of uncomfortable, sexually charged environment at work that, you know, Jokes People that aren't feel. funny to everyone right, kind right, of thing. You know, sure. d- demeaning, you know, um, degrading, you know, kind of sexual atmosphere. And that can be just as bad as the quid pro quo uh, sexual environment. But with this one, what the law says is you got to look at the totality of the circumstances. That means just the overall atmosphere, what's going on, what are the facts, and it's got to be frequent conduct, you know. It can't just be a one-time event. It's got to be something that's being repeated and, and pervasive. And it's got to be severe, obviously, something that makes someone uncomfortable, makes someone feel threatened, feel fearful. And it's got to interfere with the person's work performance. And, again, you know, with this one, it is different the law in, in this regard says, again, the employer has to know or should have known, but they uh, you have to show that you've reported it. Whether it's a supervisor doing it or whether it's a coworker, this type of sexual harassment is a little bit different than the quid pro quo, but you have to show that the employer either knew or should have known. Now, you can impute knowledge to the employer or show that they really knew if it's uh, widely known on the job and it's you know, pervasive, it's going on a lot, everybody knows it's occurring, uh, and so you can prove that they really did know of it, yeah, you know, even though you didn't go uh, and report A lot of potential it. witnesses, too. Right, so. that's right. Uh, there's a whole lot to get into with this. It's a, it's a very deep subject, and I know uh, that is part of the expertise you can share at the John Price Law Firm. So, uh, David Merle, if somebody is going through uh, something like this, they're not sure if they have a case, or uh, maybe they just caught this halfway through and went, I don't know exactly what to do, uh, I know you can help them. Right, right. And what I recommend, you know, in general terms is if it's occurring, let the harasser know, again, you're not interested, and go and report it. If the employer has an effective plan and, and, uh, you know, actions and they stop the harassment, that's what everyone wants. And there's no case as far as any legal liability on the employer because they've done what needs to be done. They've come in. They've investigated and made changes. Sometimes that can be, you know, terminating the harasser. It may be relocating 
uh, a harasser if they're not absolutely sure that it that it occurred. But if they come in and provide help and it stops, that's the ultimate. They goal. can't take action until you do. That's right. Uh, JohnPriceLawFirm.com. And how else can we reach you, David? Well, you can reach us uh, by phone, 843-552-6011. Last thing I want to tell everybody is the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act is, is where the sexual harassment law is governed under. That's a federal law. And you have 300 days to report that to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission before you can move on to filing a lawsuit. Now, if you work for an employer that doesn't have 15 or more employees, then you fall under just general tort law, and you can bring a case there under what's called a tort of outrage or uh, sexual uh, assault and battery, and you have a three-year statute of limitations under that law. Okay. Interesting facts to leave us with. David Merle from the John Price Law Firm. Many thanks, my friend. Well, you're welcome, and thank you all for having me, and I wish everybody out there a happy holiday. Same to you, brother.